All right, everybody. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. It's time for the Medical Minute brought to you by our partners at the University of Utah Health. Uh, Dr. Gee is joining us. He, of course, he's a board-certified physician in primary care sports medicine and emergency medicine at the University of Utah Health uh, team. Anyways, uh, and of course, he's the physician for the U.S. Speed Skating and Chief Medical Officer for Real Salt Lake. Whew. Dr. Gee, how are you? <laughs> Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing today? You know what? I Every part of my body at this moment is healthy. So I'm going to say, and I'm hey. vertical, so life is good. No broken bones. <laughs> like for health, right? No kidding. Uh, so anyways, we're going to talk about Rafael Nadal, who actually injured his hip. Uh, and uh, I guess, oh boy, um, I don't even know how to pronounce these names of actually what happened to him, but uh, I'm going to let you do that. So he injured his hip, and uh, how did he injure his hip, and what is the injury? So basically what he injured is a big hip flexor. It's called the iliopsoas muscle. It kind of is part off of the spine and part off of the pelvis, and then it comes over the top of the hip and attaches on the front of the femur, and helps you to flex your leg. And he has a grade two strain of that hip flexor, which means part of the fibers are kind of torn and he has some fluid and some strain within that muscle and that, that tendon. How, how typically, like, how do you get that injury? How typical is that? And how, how do you typically get that injury? So you're going to get that if you have basically an explosive kind of hip flexion motion so you can imagine playing tennis he uses this all the time kind right. of to you know reach uh kind of sprint for a ball uh, change position that tendon also has to kind of flex over the front of the pelvis and it's under a lot of stress some people will actually feel some snapping in the hip as that gets tight and kind of pops in the hip a little bit so um and it's i mean i would think it would be very common in a lot of sports right i mean you you use that motion in in a lot of sports so it would be a fairly common injury is that accurate oh yeah for sure you know you we'll see it in people that are runners uh soccer football um you know any kind of kicking sport they're using a lot of that as well and so there's it's a very high demand muscle and because of its kind of course it can definitely get injured you know, the good thing for most of us is, hey, yeah, you give it six weeks and you're okay, but right. a professional athlete, that's a good chunk of time that they're out of commission. Is that the normal time then for an athlete is to be out that long, six to eight weeks? It can be depending on the level of the injury. Um, we kind of grade these as three grades. The Grade one is mean you just kind of pulled it and it's injured, but nothing's torn. Grade two has some partial tearing, and then grade three means it's totally torn. And his is kind of in the middle, so it's a little more of a significant injury. It's going to take a little more time to heal. And he's older, so uh, I would. How much does age factor into like recovery time? I mean, is it is it a, a week later, a day later, a minute later? What typically happens when you get older and, and trying to recover? Yeah, it's generally going to take a few more weeks, you know, to kind of recover like that. It's sad to say he's old if he's only in his 30s, but, you know, in that kind of a sport and what he's put the demand on his body for years, it's it just takes that much longer for him to recover. And, um, you know, that goes for us as well. As we start to age, you're not going to bounce back as quick as you did when you're 20. Uh, it just takes more time and, and some dedicated activity to kind of recover these injuries, not just uh, 
sleep it off, and you're good to go the next day. I know. I I bounce now. I don't back. I, there's no bounce back. I just <laughs> I just bounce. I hit the ground, and pff, that's the end of the day for me. Uh, right? So, yeah. What? No kidding. Uh, what uh, What do you typically do for this? Is it rest, or are there things you can actually do to kind of I guess speed up the process, or how How do you actually help in the healing process with it with a hip flexor? Yeah. So acutely, meaning the first couple of weeks, you're really icing it, um, some light stretching, anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen are helpful, sometimes injections if it's acutely inflamed. And then after that first week or two, then you're working on kind of getting the mobility back, working on building the strength. So he'll be doing a lot of physical therapy, um, getting to the point where he can just walk normally and then start working on, on running and building up his his uh, uh, sport-specific activities, which will take time before he's back on a tennis court. Hey, Dr. Gee, thank you so much for your insight, and uh, this is a cool thing. I love, love chatting with you when, when we do. Of course, it's uh, every Tuesday. It's the, uh, the Medical Minute brought to you by the University of Utah Health. Uh, have a great week, and thanks. Yeah, you too. Glad to help out. Yeah. All right, listeners, you too can get the same great care that the Jazz, the Utes, and RSL get all uh, all you have to do is just go to uh, uofuhealth.org. That's uofuhealth.org.